Welcome to Agency Nation Radio. I am your guest host, Jarrett Bellman, managing partner with All Choice Insurance in North Carolina. I am honored and humbled to introduce our guest today, Peter McMurtry, the president of Property and Casualty Commercial Lines at Nationwide. Welcome to Agency Nation, Peter. Hey, Jared. Thanks. And uh, really great to be here and excited to, uh, to geek out insurance with you for a little bit. Well, I appreciate your time being on here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and dig into some things. Uh, you know, let's start with a little introduction of who you are. Uh, you know, obviously the president of the Property and Casualty Commercial Lines at Nationwide, but could you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your previous experience in insurance and really what your focus is as the commercial lines leader at Nationwide? Yeah, thanks. And um, so I, you know, I am the, uh, I guess the quintessential insurance uh, nerd in that I've got 25 plus years in the industry, had the opportunity to work at a, at a number of different companies. Uh, started my career out at, um, at, at Progressive Insurance and um, was a claims adjuster with, with them and a uh, number of years there, worked up into, um, into leadership and then transitioned over to uh, Travelers Insurance and got to um, work for a sort of national multi-line um, company and, and um, still in claims, but uh, got to work through uh, the claim organization from personal lines into, into commercial lines. Um, got to be there at a at, at a pretty cool time in history. It was uh, when Sandy Weil and um, and his group really came in and you know acquired Travelers and Aetna and then did the um, uh, the, the the merger or acquisition. And, um, so just a really neat time with some um, some really impressive folks uh, going through that. And then um, then had the opportunity uh, to leave Travelers and go to a regional mutual company here in Columbus, Ohio, Grange Insurance. Um, and, you know, again, a very, very different um, experience there working um, with a smaller organization, but much more entrepreneurial in terms of our ability to get things done, um, but also a much more localized in terms of the intimacy of the relationships with our distribution partners, with the independent agents that we worked with. And, um, and at that time went from being a chief claim officer there and actually transitioned and became the uh, the chief sales and marketing officer and, and ran a, uh, an affi affiliate company of ours, Integrity Insurance. And, you know, a natural transition to, you know, to go from claims to, to sales and marketing, right? Everybody does that. Um, yeah, most but, definitely. Uh, yeah, but did that for a number of years. And, and again, really learned the distribution side of the business, interacting with some super high performing agents that had really committed relationships and, and you know, learned about what it means to partner uh, between the carrier and the and, and and agencies and what sort of true partnership looks and feels like in that relationship, um, and then uh, about six years ago had the opportunity to come to Nationwide and really to come at a incredibly pivotal time in Nationwide's history of really going to a single brand focus, um, realizing that we wanted to bring our distribution channels, our independent agent and exclusive agency distribution channels into a singular operating model, but then also wanting to take a focus, a more intentional focus on, on, on growing our commercial lines business. And so during a six-year career here, I've had the opportunity to be a part of strategy. I've had the opportunity to um, lead our middle market organization, then did a short stint um, leading the emerging businesses group at Nationwide, which was a combination of sort of what I would call our our emerging 
business segments as well as new venture, new growth opportunities, things like ran the, you know, the, the number one pet insurance um, company in the country, Nationwide Pet. Um, also had a, a number of our different accident and health products. Um, got to learn that side of the business. And then probably one of the really cool parts was um, leading alternative distribution for, for Nationwide and um, beginning to explore new ways through digital capabilities to meet customers where they are, uh, partnering with organizations like Amazon, Ford, Toyota, um, and a host of other adjacent industry companies that are thinking about insurance, but really more in the, the ecosystem approach of customers have a lot of different needs. How do we connect all of them together within an ecosystem? Just again, being more intimate and knowledgeable about, uh, about customers' needs. And then the last year, I've been the president of, uh, of commercial insurance, and that's really all, been all about changing Nationwide's approach to commercial, um, elevating our level of sophistication um, on the small commercial side, pushing, you know, investing in um, efforts to drive speed, ease, and efficiency. So higher automation, more digitization, higher pass-through rates, really creating a more frictionless process to enable our agents to spend more time with the customers they're serving and have our solutions and technology be so seamless that it's just backstopping and supporting them. And then in middle market, it's been about building out um, the technical capabilities, the expertise and, the, and execution excellence that's so important in that segment of the market um, and, and creating more um, industry specific um, focus, dedication and expertise. That's great, Peter. You, you've been there for a lot. That's a, that's a, that's a, a lot of accomplishments in six years. And I really want to dig into the, the digital transition and the distribution. But you touched on something uh, earlier, which was uh, that you guys transitioned into a fully independent agent model. I'd really love to hear about some of the decision making, uh, you know, mindset that went into, you know, that process. Could you kind of dig in and go back in time and, and tell us what that, that process of decision making was at Nationwide? Yeah, and I think it, um, you know, the process itself, it's a great way to think about it. I mean, it was, it's highlighted by something that, you know, as we, as we think about the value proposition of Nationwide, we think about things like our financial, financial stability and our strength. We think about the brand and the strength of the brand we have or the breadth of our products. But I firmly believe one of the, the biggest different, differentiators for Nationwide is our relationship mindset and our relationship focus. And in this decisioning, it was a great you know, example of how that's highlighted because it was all about the fact that we listen. We listen to our, our distribution partners, we hear them, you know, we, we collaborate, we consult, and really the deliver portion of our strategy with our, with our agents was around this idea of as we understood where the marketplace was going, understanding how personal lines is evolving as you create more digitization, but really as you create more and more segmentation in that space, it becomes harder and harder for a single carrier to meet all of a distribution partner's needs. And when you look at commercial lines, that's even more so that one carrier, it doesn't matter who you are, how big you are, there isn't one carrier that can meet all of an agent's needs. And we know that an agency needs to continue to look at diversifying their revenues and also monetizing or optimizing every opportunity that they have. Every relationship connection, every lead is important. And so, we knew that this was something that was going to be difficult for Nationwide to navigate through in terms of a disruption level to our business, 
But if we looked out five years, if we looked out 10 years, we knew the strength of our distribution channel was going to be better served in an independent agency model where our, where our agents could thrive more effectively. And if our agencies are more profitable, then we know Nationwide is going to be more stable as well. We're going to have that opportunity to partner with them and, and continue to build on that relationship. So it really was that, that focus on what are the needs of our distribution, hearing, hearing that from them, as well as anticipating what was going on, and then adjusting our strategy and our model to, um, to meet those needs. And so, again, it's, it, it, it's been rough, and I, you know, I think that the you know, challenges to the organization to go through it, but at the same time, we can see the success we've had in navigating that transition and then really looking at the relationships we have, the interactions we have with our agents as they've transitioned, um, tells us it was the right thing to do. Um, and it's just about continuing to, um, to listen and make sure we you know, we don't, um, just because we're not called exclusive doesn't mean that the partnership and the relationship still doesn't exist. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. That the I like that you said the re, the relationship mindset was where you guys were kind of planting your flag. So during this process, you know, you talked a lot of the positives. What were some of the hard lessons you had to learn during that time? Maybe you know, not necessarily a mistake made, but a difficulty that had to be overcome. Yeah, I think the yeah you know the, the probably the biggest difficulty, but it's also sort of the one of the, one of the greatest things about the independent agency model is that not all agents are the same, that not all agent operating models are the same, what they need, what they value. Um, all of those things are unique. And so for us as an organization, um, while we do have a long history in the independent agency channel, so this wasn't something new to us. We have, you know, prior to our exclusive agencies transition, we still had 10,000 independent agency relationships, but it was that reminder to us that each agency is different. And the minute you take a one size fits all approach on anything, you've just, just disenfranchised everybody. And so that, that nimbleness, that responsiveness to be effective listeners, and then the ability to navigate and adjust. We can't please everybody all of the time, but it really is by understanding and teaching an organization to listen first and then, and then act and respond um, has allowed us to be successful. But that has been probably the, the biggest challenge is always navigating the, you know, what do you value more? What are you willing to sort of give on, give up on to be able to be able to get, is it about price? Is it about service? Is it about, um, you know, compensation? I mean, all of those things come in, come into play and we just have to continue to navigate, um, and, and create the right level of flexibility to meet the different agency models. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a great lesson learned. I really believe that as carriers, there's a responsibility, not necessarily to keep us happy, but to continually add value in a positive way. And I think that conversation and having that open conversation and having a carrier willing to listen to the independent agency model. And like you said, there, no two agencies are the same. So you're dealing with, you know, just unsurmountable odds of, of if you were to pick one specific way of doing it. So that's, that's great. Yeah, I would say, you know, one of the benefits of spending time at a regional carrier is you, it's like you have to use different muscles to compete. And, and what I learned in a time um, in that organization was the, the value of relationship and, and the, the ability to compete leveraging relationships um, and, you know, even being able to compete against large national carriers, if you can come in and, 
and, and be more trustworthy, be more responsive, truly have a relationship, um, the ability to displace others matters. And, um, and I think that's what oftentimes national carriers lose sight of. So we like to talk about, you know, being a national carrier that behaves like a regional. Um, knowing that there's value and strength um, to doing that. Yeah, and, and allowing, the more you're listening, the quicker you can respond. And that speed is very important in the market. Yeah. So yeah. I want to dig into the digital side of this because that's, you know, my agency in specific, uh, specifically uh, leans heavily on the digital side of things. But, you know, consumer preferences are shifting that way also, which is, you know, why we made the decision as an agency to go there. Um, so the big conversation amongst agencies are the direct versus agent distribution. Um, so I kind of want to dig into there a little bit. And I really think that being with progressive, uh, travelers, um, and definitely with Grange, you can really speak to, and now nationwide, you can speak to, uh, you know, that, that rub that is there. I don't want to call it a, a fight or a battle cause I don't think it is. I think it's a, a, a rub, but there are carriers that are moving to this um, direct to consumer model. Um, so where does, where does nationwide stand on that? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the first part of this, it's an interesting one because the, the dialogue always goes to that exactly. Is it direct or is it independent? Um, and, and what I've realized is that we're, we're asking the wrong question. We really need to reframe it differently because absolutely customers want to interact digitally. They want to research digitally. Um, many of them want to shop digitally. They want to bind digitally. They want to service digitally. They want to interact in a digital fashion. And, but, but the key there is, it's not that they're saying they do or don't want to work with an independent agent or direct. It's that they want to interact in a digital manner. And so as we think about it from a nationwide perspective, again, our commitment to the independent agency channel, I think we, we demonstrate that every day, that it is, it is fully there. Um, and a part of that commitment is digitally enabling the independent agency channel. And in the personal line space, um, we've come out with um, Nationwide Express, which is a simplified quoting to, uh, solution, mobile enabled for our independent agents. So again, being able to sit on the um, on the side of the sideline of the soccer field, take a driver's license, take a picture of two sides of it, and instantly be able to get a quote up and and and, and bind on, you know, in the moment. And, and so that's a solution and a digital capability that we could have said, hey, let's just go do that direct. No, this was about how do we solve for our agents? Um, and then if there are certain solutions where there is a, what I'll call sort of an alternative distribution play for it, um, because even there, what we're seeing is that the face of the independent agent is evolving. And 10 or 15 years ago, there was a lot of talk around the market access providers and are they really independent agents or not, but you see more of that and it's a way that's enabled the independent agency channel to grow its members. Um, you're now seeing, um, you know, Costco is an independent agent. Ford is an independent agent. Toyota as an independent agent. So it is evolving. And what we're trying to do is focus on creating the solutions, enabling our agents to use those solutions. Um, and, and knowing that's going to help folks be viable. In the commercial line space, um, we've had a partnership with Bold Penguin, creating a, a commercial digital solution um, for agents to, to go to market with as well, and, and have seen um, some nice early learnings and early success there as well. So I would say the focus is 
digitally enabling our distribution partners first and foremost. Um, and that's really from an acquisition and capturing customers. And then we have to continue to solve on our end because if somebody's wanting to buy digitally, they're wanting to service digitally. They're going to want their claim experience to be digital and everything else. And so it's that equal balance in investing on the sort of the back end interaction components so that we don't satisfy them and overwhelm them on the, on the front end and then dissatisfy them through the rest of the experience. And so, so having that, that, that balance there. Yeah. That full customer experience is important. Uh, I think a lot of the, the market is telling us that that, whole experience from, you know, initial prospecting to the sales process, to the onboarding, to the future service of that policy or policies and accounts is that experience needs to be the same. And if it's going to be digital, it needs to be digital. Um, you use the word enabling, which I really like. We use empowering agents in ours. We don't really take on technology. We don't like to follow shiny objects, but we really do try to find the tools that uh, allow us to empower our agents here. Um, so it sounds like, you know, auto insurance, it's been, it's been done, it's, it's, it's pretty smooth, people are used to it, you know, the progressives and the Geico's of the world are, are online and doing it, and I think more agencies are seeing opportunities, and it sounds like Nationwide has some amazing tools for that. Commercial gets a little clunky when it comes to that. And it sounds like you guys are partnering with some insure tech companies. How is that looking for the future? Yeah, I, again, I think super optimistic about that as sort of an enabler on it. I, you know, um, the ability to create a, you know, we're all lear learning new, 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 new terms and, you know, throwing out things like APIs and, and we've, you know, we, we've API enabled all of our products and, a partnership like we have with, with Bold that we can then port that capability to an agent that is basically giving them a digital agency um, and, and the ability to interact with their customers in the way they're going to want to do it. And, and it's not completely dehumanizing the, the, the process, but it is taking the, it's making it frictionless and effortless at the point that the customer or the business is looking for, and then being able to insert that expertise that an independent agent brings, the advice, the, the guidance that we know customers are coming to an agency channel for. If all they wanted is a price, there's, there's more than enough 1-800 numbers out there that they can go in you know, 15 minutes and save 15%, but they're making a conscious choice to use an agent. They still want that effortless, frictionless experience, but then they want to be able to get that advice and guidance. And not just at point of acquisition, but then throughout the relationship and having those, those value added um, touches and interactions that are anticipating um, their needs versus a, I've purchased a policy and now I, I, don't, I, I don't have a relationship anymore. Right, yeah, and I think that speed to the pause of advice is important in, the, in that digital market, that getting you know, information gathering alone on commercial products is, is difficult, and so, if we can streamline that and then get them to the advice part better, I think that's the best model for the independent nation. Um, independent agents across the nation is that, that speed to advice that we allow ourselves to be there as quick as some of these direct models, but then offer increased value. Yeah. Well, and Jared, I mean, the, the audience could take yours and my combined years of expertise in this, but we also, you know, have the, um, the, the 
the, the um, research that we've done, uh, the agent authority research, that helps us to know that customers are, are it's, it's not just that we think it, it's that our customers are telling us that they want it. And, and interestingly, they're telling us that we're not doing as good a job at it as we'd like to think we are. Isn't that the truth? So let's, let's dig into the agent authority research that you guys have done. Um, so for the listeners, Nationwide, uh, it has, it's been released, right? Now, now it's out there. So Nationwide did a survey uh, of both agents and consumers, um, put this together, and it really was to uh, you know, address challenges, uh, talk to the needs of the small business and middle market businesses, uh, during this specific time, so this time of uncertainty that we're in, this market research kind of takes that on. And so let's talk, let's kind of dig into that. Um, maybe you can talk like in, in general of that before we kind of talk about some key findings, but, but what is that in general kind of showed you that research? Yeah, I think the, yeah, I get in general, what it is really said is back to that point that consumers, whether it's a business, as a business consumer or a, a personal or individual consumer, they're choosing a relationship with an agent because of their desire for that advice and guidance. And that's, that desire for advice and guidance at point of sale and then an ongoing advice and guidance relationship that is helping them to anticipate what their needs are help them under, better understand what their coverages are um, and, and be proactive in, in sort of that, that interaction and, and, and in that relationship. And again, I love, I you know, keep using the term relationship, but I think that's really what it's about is that that is what the consumer is saying. And then I think, as I said, what we see in the numbers is also that the customers, the businesses and consumers are giving the agents permission to do more to ask more, to be more proactive they're talking to them about, whether that's a uh, personalized customer and providing more um, advice around life insurance, or that is a business customer and, and talking about employee benefits coverage. It is really that, that demonstrating that they're really thinking about them as a whole, as opposed to, I'm just trying to get this one product sold to you. That's all I want to do. I, I, just buy this product and I can move on to something else. No, they want to have that more holistic conversation, know that they're understanding their needs and then providing holistic guidance. And I think that's a fantastic thing. It's not a negative that they perhaps don't feel as served as we think we are serving them, but it's a positive because it just um, indicates there's so that much more opportunity to deepen relationships. Right. So can you share some of those key findings that you have? Uh, you know, selfishly, I'm going to ask you about some small business owners. So that's yeah. a, definitely a market I'm in. And so what, what are the small business owners saying in this research? Yeah. And I think there's, um, you know, four key areas that we, we saw in the research around small business specifically. One was just that they're asking for regular check-ins with their customers, their clients to, um, to ensure that the needs are being fed. And so, you know, 94% of agents, would say that they are regularly checking in with, the, with their customers about their policies. Um, but a third of small business owners said that they're not getting enough support in that space. And that's some skewed data. Yeah. And it's, and again, I view that as a, that's that permission to interact more. I think oftentimes we think, Hey, I don't want to bother you, but it is that 
you know, when you, when you think about what are businesses worried about, small business owners worried about, financial security is always top of mind for them. And that's part of what insurance helps with is that managing that risk, managing that, that financial risk for them. Um, you know, another thing was the, um, you know, while in-person visits are less likely, um, what we still heard from agent or from customers is, you know, more than two thirds of them um, still prefer to work with a local agent. So somebody that is in their local market. Um, and I think that spoke, speaks to sort of that, that's still that desire for that intimacy. We want to be able to talk, you know, we want to know that we're talking about the same types of issues. It's, you know, may not always be, hey, I want to talk about what happened on Friday night football with the local high school, but it is still having that connection. And I think that's back to the whole, this is a relationship business. Uh, we, we want to know each other. We want to be friends. We may not interact face to face as much as we used to, but we still should have those connection points that, that, that build on those, the relationship. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm amazed at how many business owners just love that I have an office on Main Street. And they're like, and, and they'll never come to my office. They'll never visit me, but that they may see me is important to them. Yeah. So interestingly, they also said, you know, that, you know, so over a third wanted more advice and guidance on loss control resources that they can be talking to their customers about. They didn't feel like they were as knowledgeable enough about that as they would, uh, they don't, you know, disaster planning, business continuity planning, um, retirement planning all things that they're, they're asking their agent to be able to have a conversation with them about. And, and, and again, it's awesome. I mean, it's that fact that these are not just, it's not about a necessary product solution that they're looking for the discussion. It's the help me understand how to, you know, how to improve my risk profile and, and, and keep from having losses, losses. Help me think about weather and, and really what's happening and am I prepared for it? Help me think about the next chapter. Of our of our business, and am I doing the right things as it relates to planning for um, planning for that? And I think the host of solutions that an agent has to offer, first and foremost, from a consultation, and then second, from okay, now here are the solutions I can provide to you to help you manage that differently, um, are all just really neat neat things to think about. The um, I'm gonna push back a little bit yeah. before we get into the fourth one. Or no, go ahead and get to the fourth one, then I'll push back. You know, I think the fourth one is really just, and, and as much as I try to, you know, I think in any of our interactions, we don't always want to talk about, yeah, you don't want people making price-based decisions, but the reality is price is always going to be a, be a factor. And I think what we're hearing, what we heard in the survey here was that more than half of customers, now more than ever, price matters. And they're thinking about reassessing their insurance needs to, um, to see if there's a way to get better pricing. Um, and I think that means now more than ever, that ability to sort of demonstrate value for cost. And, and so that doesn't mean not finding them a lower price, but it does mean continuing to educate them on, and in particular from a commercial perspective and a small business is that you, there is a truth to you get what you pay for. And are we helping our customers to understand the, co the coverages that they need the value they get from those coverages, the value they get from things like having access to loss control support, whether that's in person or online, um, and some of those other things that are just so important to them. Yeah, and it's interesting that three of the four were, you know, the check-ins, the having a local agent, the 
conversations around loss control. And then, you know, the fourth being price, still three quarters of those is offering value that is outside of product and price. Right. right. Yeah. And I've got the, you know, sitting in this seat, we get to see just a lot of examples of where the value the you know per, you know the, the 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 agent and the and and maybe the carrier's loss control folks talking to an account, and then we see that they've made a decision to purchase and pay more for the coverage because of the value they got out of out of that interaction. And 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 I and I do think that if we slow down to help them understand the value of what they're getting, that's back to that it's creating financial um, helps them sleep better at night, knowing they've got a company and a and, a, and an agent that are think proactively thinking about these things for them. Yeah. Having, knowing what the true value is, is important because a lot, I think there's a lot of agents out there that have that feeling of, well, I'm offering value, but this is a true data stating what the consumer wants that value to be. And, and it is a point of differentiation. So my, my comment earlier of, you know, what we know is that not all agents are, are the same. And I, and I do think this is an area where there's, so these results, all the results we're quoting are the sort of, again, the, it's the average of the answers, as opposed to there are absolutely some agents that over-index in this space. And, and my guess is, as you go down and you look at the needs list here of what cu- customers are saying, if we categorized agents on those that score highest in these comments, they're likely also the agents that are scoring the highest as it relates to sort of their growth trajectory, their retention levels. Um, you know, and as we all know, the, the, you know, the more you're retaining, the less, if you're doing those right activities, that's less time you're, you're spending retaining customers and more time you have to, um, to sell and acquire new customers. That's right. So I'm going to push back a little bit. Yeah. You said regular check-ins, local agents, loss control, and price. You have that information now. You could push it out to agents and say, you need to do better in this, which is important. But what is Nationwide looking to do to be better in this or to empower agents to be better in this? Yeah, and I think that's exactly the right question. You know, for us, it's really around what are the solutions that we're creating? And I would say not just Nationwide, but I think from an agent perspective, it is that question of if this is what the needs are, are the carriers I'm working with partnering with me to help provide these solutions because it is a team sport and we're going to win. We're, we're going to win together. And so for us, where we've sort of put our, our, our money where our mouth is, if, if you will, um, you know, one item is our business solution center, which um, is a, um, a website that provides shareable content and resources and information uh, for agents to share with their customers for customers to go directly to that resource center that provides advice and guidance. And yes, insurance advice and guidance is a part of that, but it's also business advice and guidance. And so a call, think about it as a small business research center. You know, an, an interesting thing for us um, from, a, um, a, you know, from a supplier group. So the, the organizations that Nationwide purchases services from, we work, we have a, um, a diverse supplier network um, which was really a conglomerate of small businesses um, across the country. And, you know, and we meet with them regularly and we use them as a little bit of a sounding board. And I said, you know, what is it that you need? And it's that reminder of, you know what, we're all small businesses. It's really hard being a small business owner. We, you know, for everything from business planning to financial planning to business continuity planning, they go down the host of all the things that they need. 
And it's like, we need a business consultant. And so for us, the business solution center was a way to package that in a, a little bit of a one-stop form, shop form that helps them get that thought leadership and, 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 and guidance. So um, we've got that out there, which is, is pretty cool. You know, I talked about the relationship that Nationwide has with Bold Penguin and creating a, um, uh, a, a sort of a digital um, commercial lines quoting platform that is really designed for agents to pour it out to customers and create, again, a, a more frictionless, seamless way to, um, to meet customers where they are um, and to create relationships of their own to access groups of customers in, in, in different ways. Uh, we also have mylosscontrolservices.com. And this, is, this is one is, is particularly cool because, again, think about that stat about small businesses wanting more of that loss control guidance. From an insurance carrier side, we look at where do we use our loss control services? Who do we set? What do we send them out on? Um, and, you know, account size matters in that space because there's a cost to sending that loss control rep out there. And we said, that's not, it, it, you, you kind of, it, it makes business sense, but it doesn't make business sense because we're not meeting the needs of a lot of our customers. And, and oftentimes the large businesses, large companies have a, have a, you know, in-house risk management, in-house loss control um, and, and so this is one that we solved by saying, you know, what if we create a virtual interaction model? And loss control, mylosscontrolservices.com is just that. It's that ability for accounts to be able to access that information. And much of it is industry specific. So it feels more customized based on the industry segment they're in. Um, and so that becomes a very powerful tool as well. And then I would be remiss if I also, you know, didn't, out the fact that for Nationwide, um, J.D. Powers has named us the number one carrier for providing customer service for small businesses, two years in a row. Um, and we're hoping for the three-peat, and we're going to get t-shirts made up if that happens. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but take great pride in that, because it is back to when customers choose to be with us, when our agents choose to place their most valuable asset with us, our duty to care for those customers appropriately is really important. And, and I think we've got the, we've got sort of the trophies um, to, um, to show that we are, is that other really, really important proof point that it's not just about getting a product out there, but it's that it's de delivering the service and the support, whether that's in claim or that's in servicing um, in, in the way that our customers are expecting us to. Yeah, I think, like you said, those trophies don't really prove it, but it is a, a measure. And I think doing this survey is a measure also that after two years of winning that award, you're still looking for the data and the information to continue improving. Yeah. So we talked about small business. Is the middle market commercial a little different or is it similar answers? It's, you know, I'd say it's, a, you know, it's similar, but again, slightly different and, and, you know, again, you think about the level of sophistication of, of the client, so it varies a little bit. Um, you know, but I think this is one where they're still interested in price, um, but it's the complexity that's faced with, with that that they recognize. And so price still comes into play. Um, they're looking for sort of expertise. They're looking for guidance. Um, but I think with middle market, what we saw in the data was really a desire for a broader, more complex set of ad advice and guides. And this is really where it gets into, yes, I want to talk to you about my property casualty needs, but 
but I also would appreciate it. You know, over half the customers said that they would they would like advice and guidance on employee benefits. Um, you know, certainly loss control still comes up. Um, you know, retirement succession planning, cybersecurity being uh, being components of it. Um, and then what was really cool still to see though is even with those the, the larger businesses, 81% of them said they'd still like to work with a local agent. Value having an agency that has a, lo a, a location close to in close proximity to them. And so I think even in the bigger end of, you know, the, in the middle market space, it's still relationships mattering and, and it's still sort of inviting and giving that permission to provide guidance. It's just, again, it's recognizing the level of sophistication of what they're asking for in that advice and guidance is comes at a comes at a um, a different level. That's great. That's great. I like that. Um, I, I like to hear that. Is really all I'm gonna say about that. It's good. Yeah. It's good for us to hear. Um, so yeah. with all Did that being, go ahead. I'm just gonna say one other part in there that I think is important as well is what we heard from the the you know over fifty percent of the businesses in middle market. They value industry specific expertise. And I would say, and I really say that they expect if you're a, you know, if I'm a contractor, I want to work with a distribution partner. I want to work with an, with an agent that understands the contracting industry that is up to date on what's happening in the building space. They know what the price of lumber is doing again, that they, it's so that they can have that, that sort of intelligent intellectual conversation around the industry that I'm that, that I'm working in, and I think that expertise around industry segments is a really important call out as well for agents in terms of if I try to go after everything, I'm not going to please anyone. But if I say this is a segment that I know I can do, it's something I've got a passion on, then becoming an expert at it, um, and not just an expert at the insurance offerings, but an expert in that industry segment and space. That's a great point. That really is, and that and that'll lead to continued success in that, in that market or in that niche. So I always like to um, address immediate actionable things. So, you know, we talked about regular check-ins, local, you know, being a local agent, loss control price, but like if somebody was going to walk away from this podcast immediately, what would be the number one or top two things that you think they could turn this off and go do immediately? Yeah, and I think the so the worst thing someone could do is turn this off, go get a list of their, you know, run the list of my 25 largest accounts, pick up the phone, how are you doing? However, what they should do, run the list of accounts, understand what those accounts are, put a plan together for what is the what's the conversation that I want to have with them. And and I think why right now is so critically important it is think about the time of uncertainty that we're in and the challenges that businesses are going through and what are the things that they are thinking about and where could they benefit from someone to talk to about that, the advice and guidance. What's changed from their business operating model? Have they had to shut down certain services and have they, ha have they stood up different services? Are they working, you know, do they have a complete virtual work staff? How have they thought about cyber as it relates to that? Um, you know, have they, is it, is it a restaurant and have they gone to a, uh, a delivery service and is that something that they've contemplated the different exposure as it relates to that? 
um, and do they understand that sort of those types of differences? I think the, you know, um, you look at what's going on with weather and, you know, this month where we've had a, you know, a derecho in, in Iowa, which a lot of people will have to look up what a derecho is. I was having that conversation with my wife last night. She's like, you made that up. I'm like, no, it's a thing. Trust me, uh, we're paying for it. Um, but we've got wildfires in California. You got two hurricanes in the Gulf and, you know, and folks down in Louisiana and what they're dealing with right now. It is a very challenging time and it's evolving quickly. Um, and so for our businesses and customers sort of thinking about what's happening in that space. And so really just this opportunity right now to help businesses think about how to manage risk and, and, and the affordability of it. So do I have the right coverages? Can I afford to pay for what I'm, what I'm paying for? Or are there different ways that I can improve the cost and not by improving the cost by go find me the cheapest product, but improve the cost by leveraging some of those loss control services and support to change my risk profile? Do I understand what are the things that make me a more costly business? And could I, could I take corrective action, invest in some certain things, driver safety training or other things, or put sprinklers in or whatever the case is that would lower my cost of insurance? Not because we just found a, a cheaper carrier to work with, but because we made you a better customer. And I think it is those intentional things of saying, you know, what are the right three questions to ask? What are the things where I could provide some advice and guidance and be there as a friend, be there as a part of that, re that relationship? And I think the intentionality of that, that's everything I read in the survey tells me, A, it's what the customers are telling us. They're giving us permission to do to have a more intimate conversation. And they're also telling us what they're worried about. Yeah. So Agency Nation Radio, rewind that back, listen to it a second time and uh, take immediate action on that because that is what success can look like. And I think that's a great first step in building those relationships. Uh, if you're purposeful and adding value in those conversations. Thank you, Peter. That was, that was some great advice. So uh, I want to wrap some things up, but I want to get into uh, one last thing. What what's next for nationwide? So you, I mean, you talked about the last six years, all these things you've done. Um, obviously you're going after this next award. You have the survey to give you the data to make the changes and improvements that you want to make to continue to strive in that area of supporting um, consumers and agents and agencies in that. But uh, what's, what's the next big thing in 2021? Yeah, I would say the, if I think about it from a personal lines perspective, um, it truly is about digitization. It, and, and I think Nationwide Express is such a great example of that, of creating a tool that makes it so much easier for our agents to um, connect with the customers, to do, you know, to do a sort of a, a quote and, 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 and bind with them in, in those right instances. And so it's continuing to look at how do we create those market leading solutions that better enable um, our agency partners. Uh, I would say on the on, on the commercial line side, from a middle market perspective, for us, it's really building out the industry-specific expertise, our construction practice, our senior living practice, our nonprofit practice, our general industry practice. Our expertise in those spaces is growing at a, um, in a you know on a day-to-day -day basis and getting better and better. And we're committed to continuing to increase that intimacy around dedicated underwriting, dedicated loss control expertise dedicated claim expertise in those spaces because we know the middle market customers are looking for that. Um, and then in small commercial, it is speed, ease, and efficiency. It's creating the friction out of that, out of that process, 
Um, but at the same time, having that small business customer feel like they're getting treated like a big business. And, and that is the, you know, I think about like my lostcontrolservices.com and continue to figure out how do we get that more front and center for those customers to be able to have that resource available for them. The Small Business Solution Center, uh, Resource Center rather, is another one of those that, that is creating that, that capability for them. We know if we can do those things um, for the customers, that answers the question for them on why. Um, and then it is, again, through that, that true partnership with our independent agents um, that we're winning these customers together. That um, is, is how we win the game long-term. And, um, and I think that creates value for everyone, which is really, really the cool part of the, the business when we can have our customers win, we can have our, our partners um, win both on the agency and the carrier side. That's, um, that's sort of the collective. Well said. Well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us on Agency Nation Radio. Thank you for sharing what Nationwide is doing right now for independent uh, agents. And definitely, uh, I'm excited to see what Nationwide is going to continue to do for us. Awesome. Thanks, Jared. Really enjoyed the, uh, the, the time today.